<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. So today on the couch, we pose the question, what role have you played in your unhappiness? Yes. So today we're going to sort of break down some of the subtopics, stuff like pessimism, self-sabotage, and self-worthiness, right? And so we'll start with pessimism. Mm-hmm. I've had to process that for myself because okay. in the past, I realized that I was kind of looking for bad things to happen. Okay. And yeah. I started to see how that manifested in different areas of my life. Because you looked for it and you believed it was going to happen, so you right. said it did happen. It did happen. Okay. Or something, the opposite happened, and I didn't get as excited or I wasn't as appreciative okay. of the different outcome that I was expecting. Okay. So before we keep moving, when you say that pessimism and negativity are the same thing, is it same, to be mm. pessimistic, does that mean being you're, you're being negative? I think so. Mm. I, think okay. that, I think that's the definition of pessimism is expecting a bad outcome or always Mm -hmm. expecting something bad to happen you're not interested in anything positive happening because you're just pessimistic about so it's a strong absolute yeah yeah it's 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 the lens through what you view life Mm -hmm. okay the lens is that almost everything you see you can pull a negative out of it Mm -hmm. yeah that's literally what what do you think that what what, if you have to if we have to give like a root to that issue or that piece of us because we've all had it where do you think it come from is it, does it come from being laid down by people or I, I think it's a combination yeah I think a big part of it probably comes as I feel like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. okay that way when you don't look forward to anything then we're not let down okay so mm-hmm. because I don't have ourselves. any expectations yes we're protecting ourselves mm-hmm. but in a bad way <laughs> okay yeah so this makes me think about I know we just talked about this but this made me think about dating Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I've yeah. done this in dating multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Probably every time I've ever dated. <laughs> okay, okay. Because this makes me think about dating. Because let's be let's be honest. You know, when it comes to dating, it's like we're almost expecting it to go wrong. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Because when I meet somebody, and I'm like, okay, so when the BS gonna come? Uh huh. Yeah, because I know because y'all always bring it out. Because y'all always bring it out. (laughs) What he really got going on? What's his ulterior motives? Like Mm. you married, ain't you? Right. (laughs) So that's kind of us playing a role in our unhappiness. You're just trying to get some, ain't you? Right. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Instead of just like you said, even when good things happen, we are not even able to fully, clearly see it and enjoy the good moments because Mm -hmm. we are just waiting for the other shoe to drop at all times. Mm -hmm. And then when it happens, we're like. It validates you. You're like, oh, I knew it. Right. I knew it was coming. I knew some bullshit was going to happen, even though it's been like three years of this amazingness. Mm-hmm. And possibly you got to this point because you've been so damn negative the whole damn time. Right. But yeah. I think it also limits the complexities of how your emotions can go. Mm-hmm. I think when you limit yourself to only looking for bad things to happen, you really don't get a chance to see how you grow through happiness. Mm-hmm. You know? That's just, true. But I think that also feeds into the self-worthiness, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you only see it through the lens of negativity or that pessimistic mindset, when something good does happen, you lack understanding your worthiness of that good thing happening. 
or that can potentially happen. Yeah, and I guess you don't get a chance to fully experience the goodness that happened. You don't mm-hmm. get to feel the joy that it brought your life because we're just so been so pessimistic. Right, mm-hmm. but I think it's also a matter of, matter of perspective. I think shit is always going to happen. I think it's really, it's kind of naive to think that nothing bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's naive to think that bad stuff will always happen. Yeah. So both sides, like yeah. either end of the spectrum. Yeah. Too much of anything is, is a bad thing. Yeah. Like we have to find some type of middle ground, some place to kind of get centered, to be open to new, really good experiences, but also have the skills to cope with experiences if they are not so good. Okay. Um, but like you said, a lot of times that self sabotage comes in, and we mm-hmm. are not open, and we are pessimistic, mm-hmm. and we aren't able to experience any other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. So, Go ahead. I think that, so, the opposite of unhappiness is happiness. Mm -hmm. So, I think that what I want people to get from this particular session is that how much happiness is within our reach. Yes. And so, and it's within your control because it can definitely be a mindset and a choice. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, what I want people to get from this session in particular is that, I know we've been talking about this a lot, but as we embrace this new decade of life, let's really do the work. To find out what makes us happy. Yes. And when something don't make us happy, let's change it. Right. Because, yes. Sakisha, what do you have on there? Because that is one of the things for me. The role that I have played in my unhappiness is, um, what did we say? Continuing to do things that make me unhappy but right. bring happiness to other people. Mm. Yes. Um, I think we all kind of get in the habit sometimes. I know I do of, well, this is serving a really good positive thing for them. And you continue to hold on to it even though you get absolutely no joy out of it yeah if anything it's more of an effort mm-hmm. on your end um so finding some type of balance with that and sometimes yeah. people do that to make other people happy and they still get a little bit of happiness out of it yeah then yeah. okay cool but if you know that this absolutely does not bring you any type of joy or happiness i think it's time that we start trying to reevaluate mm-hmm. continuing right. some of those acts right i think reevaluating is a good word to use because i think when you're constantly in that pessimistic mm-hmm. uh viewpoint or you're constantly not being aware of what role you play you put yourself into a victim mode and so when you're constantly thinking as yourself, why oh, definitely. me? Why is this happening right. to me? You don't get a chance to see how you could possibly create a different avenue for yourself. You know? <laughs> yes. So it limits the possibilities of doing something different. You yes. take away your own power. You yes. take away your own choice. When you each time validate that this is just part of your experience, mm-hmm. like this is inevitable yeah. as a part of your life, yeah. you take away from saying oh, this was my choice and my decision that kind of led me here that didn't work out, I could also make a different decision yes. that might actually lead to my happiness. Yes. You kind of settle for the world kind of did this to me and shaped up for me. Mm-hmm. This is the only... It's this, this had to be the only option. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and again, I want people to listen to this session and really take accountability for the results that they have achieved in their life mm. this far. Right. It's not like you was chosen for bad shit to happen to. Yes. Bad things are happening as they do to all people. Rich, right. poor all people. Right. You know, and so I think we have to just be very careful of like allowing ourselves to be victims of this and just think about what we're gonna do in response to it. Right. Because the unhappiness comes from us not doing anything. Right. Yeah. I think that's something we just don't think about. We feel like we have no power. You do. Right. Yep. And I and I think it's kind of 
and I might be going a little far left here, but I think it's kind of egotistical to think that only bad shit only happens to you. Because then you only think about that yourself. That is very big ego. Yeah. Because you and only think about yourself. And I don't think people yourself. think of it as ego yeah. because it's not the high side of ego. Mm-hmm. That's like, a good point, actually, Oh, Brittany. I'm this, I'm that, you mm-hmm. know. So they don't realize that there is a downside of ego of, mm-hmm. oh, I have no control. All of these things are always happening to me. Yes. These things are always bad. This is not The world did not you, shape right. up just to give you hell. Like, right. you aren't that special. I'm sorry. You're not that special. Yeah. The world didn't shape up just to put hell on your life. Right. We all get bits and pieces of it. This ain't designed just for you, baby. Right. 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 Where does that come from though? Like where does it It comes from people being I think it comes from people being lazy and not wanting to figure out what actually makes them happy. Mm. That's what I would say. I don't what it could go right. Yeah. I'm scared that it can go right. This is playing a role in my life. This chaos, this unhappiness is playing a role in my life. It's comfortable is what I'm used to. Because mm-hmm. when people do become happy, Takesh used to tell me all the time, you just had to find something to worry about, didn't you? Yep. Things were going too right. That is You so just had to find something I, to worry about. I and I'm, yes. I literally just processed this with one of my clients. We're pro- trying to process him kind of figuring out a different way to... Um, be more relaxed because he has a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about some things that could help him be calmer, right? Mm-hmm. Watching a movie, he was calm. And then all of a sudden, in his mind, is like, why am I so calm? Mm-hmm. Why am I not worrying? Oh, my God, what if this happens? I'm like, you literally yes. <laughs> just made yourself more anxious. Exactly. By thinking about, why am I worthy of being calm? Mm-hmm. I am afraid. That fear of, what is my life going to look like the moment I decide mm-hmm. that everything will be okay if I just release this i don't know this wanting to have control over everything but you're only controlling the negative aspect of your life exactly that's a very good point you're only controlling the negative aspect and of your life easier and yeah, you're only giving you energy to, to that, that part of your life yes. mm-hmm. you're only giving thought and energy to the negative parts of your life yeah but you've already figured that out so that is easier for you yes so i don't know if i want to call it lazy but that's like the easy kind of way mm-hmm. out you're used to because it. you've already functioned yourself around accepting Mm-hmm. Not being happy, you've already found a way to navigate how you're gonna feel about this, how you're gonna deal with this unhappiness, which is continue to be unhappy, continuing to worry. You already know that it mm-hmm. takes more effort to try to change yes. the way that you're thinking about it. It takes more effort to try to form a different path, to try to look at the positive, to try to do something different. That that shit takes conscious effort. Yeah, but you already know how to do the other stuff, so it's really easy to just slip back into it. So mm-hmm. I say that's lazy. Choice too. Lazy choice, whatever it is, it's happening. <laughs> so you got to figure out. You, I think choice, the the act of choice is probably the bigger argument for this entire conversation. Mm-hmm. It does require you free will to mm-hmm. say, I'm not about to let this shit keep me down. And people don't know what to do with that. Yeah. yeah like but somebody has to be controlling it for you. Because you don't know what to do with the own your own power that you have over your life. This mm-hmm. is true. This is true. But also, we get to a point where things are in a bad place. We are at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And so, we get to a place where we say, this must be it. Like, this got to be where I'm supposed to be. Instead of just like, no, there's beauty in this struggle. Go through it. Grow through it. And see what it becomes Thank when you. you do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think that people get to a place, because, you know, I guess I was one of those people who you just, I guess, egotistical. Like, the world is against me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, think, I must be that special mm-hmm. that everybody, you know, is just going against me. So I think that is egotistical and that, again, like we said, we get stuck. You yeah. don't see beyond the current circumstances. Right, because you, you imagine it as this is the end of the world when in actuality it's really just the world right now. This is what you're experiencing in this season, in this time. Mm-hmm. But if you 
challenge yourself to think about it in a more rational way, mm-hmm. you can find a way to problem solve your way out of it. Did, you can it, figure out how to best maneuver through this situation at this specific time. Right. And so I would like to encourage people who are struggling with this, who don't know what to do, is to probably talk to a professional about it, mm-hmm. a therapist, because sometimes they can help you. No, most times a therapist can help you see the pros and cons of what holding on to these type particular thoughts are doing for you. Mm-hmm. And so even though you're unhappy with like, maybe you're unhappy with your job, that unhappiness will manifest itself in all of your relationships. Yes. You will begin to be unhappy with everything. Then yeah. people will say, then your friends may not want to hang around you because you're constantly complaining and being yes. negative. So it's just a never, it's a cycle yes. that'll keep on rolling and rolling, rolling. And then you will say, my friends don't want to hang out with me. I don't have any good friends. I don't have they any do. support. Right. Um, Oh, now my job is not one of giving me this day off, but you've been performing like shit because you hate the job and you're not right. voicing the job. And so all it's of these things, effect. it mm-hmm. is, and they contribute to one another. And each of these things that you let go out of your control contribute to you feeling like the world is out to get you. Mind you, you're not stepping in at any point and deciding to do something different. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what are some things that y'all have tried, y'all have worked through to help you kind of not contribute to your unhappiness like what are some steps that you've taken individually to keep yourself optimistic and motivated i would say mine would be probably my wellness journey because i realized that i was unhappy because i was overweight Mm-hmm. And I was uncomfortable. Not nothing is wrong with overweight people, but for me, I was unhappy. I was the biggest person in the group, and I was just realizing that I wasn't being happy with hanging out with people. And so I'm like, I guess I need to do something about this if I'm mm-hmm. unhappy about it. So what I started doing was trying to take care of my physical health, mm-hmm. and ultimately, I feel like that led to progression in my mental health, mm. along with becoming a therapist. So I think what I started doing was, like I said, taking care of my physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing people should do when they are stuck and feeling unhappy. Yeah, The wellness piece is something that we have control over. Right. And so the answer to your question is being more active. Okay. That's dope. Um, for me, a big part of mine was my journey and just kind of discovery and acceptance of myself. Mm-hmm. And who my authentic self was. I remember growing up and always thinking, like, I should be this or I should be that. I should want to go out. People are like, you, you're young. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And so I would find myself trying to do those things. And those things weren't really mm-hmm. making me happy. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to take some time back and reflect to myself. I think it maybe started with a list of, I don't know where I got it from. Somebody told me to write a list of my happies, my small happies. Things that happen kind of on an everyday basis, things that used to make me happy when I was a child that I had maybe stopped doing. And so not just writing that list, but also accepting that about me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I read a book called Quiet. It was the power of introverts in in a loud world or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really just talked about the differences in introverts and extroverts. And I really found kind of a new acceptance of the things that I enjoy and I was no longer, I didn't feel guilty about it. Gotcha. I feel like I can sit in these things and enjoy these things and not feel bad. No matter that I'm a woman and I should be trying to find like a partner or settle down and have children or not. Like I'm young, I should be more social. Mm-hmm. That's um, a good point. Because mm-hmm. people do often say that to me, you, mm-hmm. you, you don't go out, you know, you're boring, um, you're asleep at 10 o'clock on a Friday. And I used to feel bad about that. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think I've ever felt bad about it. I think I was like, this is what I like to do. I'm a homebody, but I like to go out, like, out to eat to the movies. But 
Or you're time. turning 30 and you're not going to turn up. You want to mm-hmm. run a race. Like, why is that something you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. So, yeah, being comfortable <laughs> with what makes you happy. Because yeah. it contributed to my unhappiness at the time. Because mm-hmm. I was doing things and trying to do things that I was like, this isn't really yeah, like. Again, societal norms. Like, yeah, these are really things that make me happy. These are things that maybe make other people happy. Yeah. But they're not like core things that really like bring me that's a very good it's more point. of an obligation yeah because not every average 21 year old or 25 year old want to be at the club and yeah. i was not the average 21 yeah. year old who wanted to be at a club or i did not want to do that and so I people did say time. that that's what you need to be doing especially going home for homecoming at uapb mm-hmm. <laughs> people trying to make me go to parties talking me into it peer pressure make me feel bad for understand now that's the stuff that i say i did that did not make me happy that i did right. because somebody else was just it made them happy yeah mm-hmm. so now i'm kind of comforting when like grown ass women going back to college for homecoming and may stay my ass at the hotel room like y'all go out to party now yeah. I love the Greek shows but I don't like the crowded parties like that yeah, that's just no, me I get that I get that that's just me mm-hmm. I, think, I like the tailgating yeah I love homecoming I think for me my I become more empowered when I I love doing what I want to do I love the fact that because when I get into the mindset of I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Mm-hmm. That means I, I yes. feel like I have control over what I'm doing. So the freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. I try to actively choose what I want to do. Do I consider other options? Sure. Mm-hmm. But having that free will of, okay, today I do want to, I feel the urge to go out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't feel like going out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or I want to go do X, Y, and Z. Having those options for myself to keep me active. Because mm-hmm. I know there are things that I like to do that fulfill me in different ways that might it might not for other people. Mm-hmm. That's big. Um, yeah, because I, I consider myself to be a social person. So I mm-hmm. had to define what self-care looked like for me. I love human interactions. I consider I love going to brunch and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I don't get opportunity to do it much but I know what fuels me Mm -hmm. and I try to seek those when I want to Mm -hmm. on my time right Mm -hmm. you know so having that free will and that free choice and choosing to I don't know have a different perspective other than why does shit keep happening Mm -hmm. is something that has helped me get through a lot because it's easy for me to be mad about shit that I've been through it's easy for me to do that it don't it takes no effort for me to be disappointed or to be angry all the time. Yeah, that's true. Another thing that helps me is just, again, trying to practice that gratitude of, mm-hmm. damn, like, this, this, it's easy at the end of the day. This, this, and this went wrong. Mm-hmm. This was such a horrible day versus, I did get a free coffee this morning. Yeah. Or, oh, I did see this little girl in the store just yesterday in this little dress with her little pigtails in. And she was just spinning around yeah. doing these different little ballet type of circles in the store. And in that moment, I was like, this is really, this is nice. This yeah. is cute. You know, the seeing someone of... in their element, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. enjoying life. And I'm sharing this space and time with this person who's like genuinely happy with no mm-hmm. care. I thought that was beautiful. So choosing to kind of focus on some of those things and recognizing that... Everything ain't your be-all, end-all. Sometimes we take ourselves, we take life mm-hmm. too damn seriously. Yeah, we need to take it serious sometimes. But shit, everything ain't life and death. Right. And we be giving, like, anything that go bad, like, all of our energy, all of our time. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have, I feel like I don't have the time and space to be given that much no, like of me to certain things. Yeah. I think that that's a good point, And we may be spending too much time on the negative in our lives or the setbacks mm-hmm. um, with not enough time on. So 
what the role that I think a lot of us plays in our unhappiness is that we don't focus on the gratitude mm-hmm. or the gratefulness mm-hmm. of the things that do happen. Like the small thing, like you just said, that we take for granted because we're oh, too yeah. busy being unhappy about things. And yeah. then it takes up your entire I see it all space. the time. I see it all the time. Yes. So many wonderful things can happen. And they will celebrate it just in the minute. The person, whoever I may be talking to, will celebrate, oh, this really great, huge thing happened today on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being mm-hmm. most. They would be like, oh, this is 10, this is huge. And they talk about it for maybe five minutes. Yep. One thing goes wrong on this huge scale. That shit is maybe at a two or three. Mm-hmm. But guess how much time they spend on that? Yep. Two, three, four, five days yeah. mm-hmm. on this thing that is not even on the grand scheme of right. things on this scale is really low. And but you're talking about therapy, right? Yes. Therapy and even in life, yes, like big things that people accomplish, they will reward themselves or pat themselves on the back for a very short moment in time, mm-hmm. but yet a small, any little blimp on the radar, mm-hmm. they give so much time to. Yeah, they will talk about that one bad thing for days. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like that. The t- happiness is kind of sensationalized in a way. It's like you want these fireworks and you want these mm-hmm. grand gestures of. This is what happiness looks like. Mm-hmm. But again, that gratitude, being grateful for the smallest amount of experiences that you can have. You saw a little girl in the store. That mm-hmm. was that was a moment of happiness for you. I saw a cute little kid. That was a moment of happiness for me. So mm-hmm. actively choosing what fulfills you, mm-hmm. whether it's small or big. What like, you want to give your energy to. Yeah. I mean, especially if you can't do anything to change it. I'm sorry. I don't feel like spending a week of my time being sad and mad about some shit that I don't have any control over. Mm-hmm. Now, for a moment, I might call Mercedes. I might call somebody. I might vent about it, and then I'll let it go. But I don't want to spend all week on talking about the same shit. That, that is a thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the same bad shit over and over and over again and back to relationships again. Mm-hmm. That's the thing for me in relationships. We done talked about this same problem mm-hmm. yeah. about 10 times. That's we ain't got no solution. Yeah. Right. Like, damn, I'm tired of venting about it at this point. Yeah. So I guess um, one of the key things that people can do, you know, when you find yourself self-sabotaging or getting stuck and contributing to your own unhappiness is problem solving. And what that looks like is finding ways to solve your current problem. It's like <laughs> as simple as that. So implementing yep. solutions and maybe make a start with a gratitude list. Yep. Okay. I think start with a gratitude list. Um, what am I grateful for? What have I accomplished? Um, what have I done to try to make this problem better? Um, what can, can I, I even, try? Can I even do anything about right. this problem? Yes. That circle of control versus circle of concern. What falls within my control to make this situation better? What falls out of my control to make the situation better and let it go? Mm-hmm. But if you can't, if something is in your within your control to change, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's almost almost something that's in our control to change, even if it's our mindset about the problem. Right. Yeah. What do y'all think prevents people from being good problem solvers? The, just the inability to do it because we never had the teachers to teach us. Like you're, we don't see. Maybe we didn't see our parents solve problems well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody teaches us about problem solving. Life skills. Who teaches us about life skills? The ego part of it of my life has kind of already been made for me. Yeah. So mm. so why even try to problem solve? It ain't going to work out anyway. Mm. So what's the purpose? Yeah. yeah. And I think that if you are struggling with problem solving, that's a good time to go to therapy because that's what therapists help you do problem solve. It's right. not necessarily that going to therapy is giving you advice about the problem. Yeah. The problem is the problem. Yeah. And as narrative therapy puts the situation the problem is external from you 
you are not the problem. Right. The mm-hmm. problem is the problem. And, and so you, you are it. separate from the problem. Yes. So yes. you get choices in how you choose to deal with yes. this problem. Like you said, whether that be changing your thought, whether that be addressing it in different ways, mm-hmm. changing some things. But you can definitely do something about it almost. Yes. All times. So. I think one of the most important things for me when I was when I'm dealing with stuff because it's to separate yourself from what you're dealing with mm-hmm. because you are not what you're dealing with. Right. You are not what happened to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened to you is what happened to you. Yeah. You are separate from that. Mm-hmm. It's so so how do you choose to deal with yes. that? Right. It's so interesting how people do tie themselves directly to the situation. Yes. I've, some of the things that I've heard is baffling because I'm like, how did you make how that did connection? You tie that? How did you take that personally? I'm confused. Won't they do it? Oh my god! I, you remember I told you one of the coworkers she said something like, um, "Yeah, the 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 client told the doctor that the, they tell the doctor one thing, and then when they come to me, they tell me something different." So I'm questioning, "Am I a good therapist?" I said, "How did you tie that into your clinical skills?" Yes, I don't. Again, you're choosing to question your ability to be a good clinician. Right. That is irrational to me it is very irrational it is irrational we do it i mean we're human yeah and but still choice (laughs) and i'm i'm not only speaking as a therapist i'm speaking personally because i probably i know that i have been a person who played a role in my own unhappiness oh yeah we all have um and so you definitely got to change your mindset but even now we all again we all still constantly reevaluating absolutely (laughs) because one thing that something that made me unhappy and in the past may now make me happy to be honest because things change um so something that once made me happy might not be something that i Mm -hmm. that makes me happy today so it's constantly evaluation and checking in with myself and with your partners and with each other and so the role that you play in your unhappiness is yours not your husband's or your wives yeah that's what will smith said in his well yeah he was talking about happiness yeah so that's good too but sometimes people be unhappy and they like, why are you looking at somebody else to fix it? Right. That's what he was saying. All he the said, time. He said he was basically, it's the same message. He was saying like, you know, it's not, yeah, your parents did this messed up shit to you, uh-huh. but it's not their job to help you mend that. Like you have to decide that you do not want this to define the rest of your life. Right. So what do you do with that? You learn from that experience and you ultimately mend that pain and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Do you stay a victim? Do you mm-hmm. pass on? that that abuse to somebody else mm-hmm. like what's the choice yeah. here you you get that choice to decide how you want to live with it and to me that's most important yeah you get to decide how much you want to let this problem or this thing kind of or this pain or this pain you get to decide how much of it you want to take on and like continue mm-hmm. to be a part of your life mm-hmm. my favorite thing to tell people is not tell people but to ask in therapy when somebody come in with some type of trauma or some pain is how can we turn this pain into purpose mm-hmm. how can we turn this pain into something beautiful because it's possible for you to look at this story of what happened to you and turn it into something beautiful the past the present the future these can all be stories in which you construe your own meaning and make meaning of what happened to you yeah not what's happening to you it's not continuing to happen to you um it's very hard though because people like to I think people like to, it, something bad happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're like, no, something bad happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a right of something passage. Something needs to be done something about this. Something needs to this. be done about mm-hmm. this. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right, but only you can do something about it. Yeah. And I yeah. get it. And so people say you don't get it. It didn't happen to you. Something bad powerless. has happened to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So just 
Find your power. Find your power. Yeah. Take it back. And how you do that is, as I'm going to continue to say, go talk to a therapist. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. are stuck with this, go talk to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's too, too, life is too short to continue to live unhappy. It is. And it to is. not know what to do about and it. And not know what to do about yeah. it. That's, that's it. And it's, and when people, you just got to, and you also have to be cognizant of how people experience you. Yeah. Like people don't want to be around a person that's not. Happy, right? <laughs> and they don't. It, it begin to show off because at some point, it's like, what? As your friend, mm-hmm. what exactly do you want me to do with this unhappiness that you're constantly placing in my lap? That's mm-hmm. a big one. I think we covered that one before. Mm-hmm. Of not depending on your friends and family members to be your therapist, you will begin to change those relationships. Yeah into a therapist-client relationship, and now you're going to go back and you're going to want this friendship. You're going to want this partner to be a partner. Mm-hmm. But they, it changes the view. It changes the yeah. lens because they're so used to having to care for you and yeah. fix you and make sure this is okay. And you don't notice at the time that it is changing the dynamic of the relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and people don't always come back from that. And that relationship has turned to all about you because you're the only yeah, one Yeah, the caregiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's some type of caregiving. Yep. And now you want this partner to love you and be happy in this moment and only think about the good things. And they're like, damn, mm-hmm. hopefully they're okay for now. I don't have to fix them for now. Right. When is it going to come back? Ooh. Am I going to have to fix them tomorrow? You know, it it, it changes the dynamics completely. It but does. when you're stuck in your unhappiness, another thing you can do is push people away. Yep. And what I mean by that is you're calling your mom or your sister or your friend or your cousin and you're going right into how effed up your day was how effed up your life is and you're not even asking them people how they're doing Mm -hmm. and they like damn you didn't even ask me how my day was just Mm -hmm. constantly talking about you and your problems that is unfair to people yeah Mm -hmm. very unfair to people and i think people don't even realize that they do this yeah i don't think they realize it either and the people are and some people are like don't want to be mean so they don't want to point it out that you're doing this yeah Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, why my friend ain't called me? Damn, well, they used to only talking to your ass when something going on. Right. Like, what's something wrong? What they going to call right. for? To have another problem dumped on them, like he said. Like, no, it changed the dynamics. Yeah. Now, they just know that their role in your life is to listen. Mm-hmm. Not to be a friend anymore. Not to have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to be, you know, spontaneous. Their job is to fix you now. And that's, yeah, that's, that's the only fair. role. Like, damn, well, let me just listen. And then they're like, why you ain't talking shit? I'm just used to listening. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I hope that heavy. I hope that from this session, this is a hard one, and we're not really just trying to be like yeah. we're not attacking anybody, but I am trying to like inspire somebody to go get some help and talk to somebody if you are stuck in a place where you are constantly and consistently unhappy. Yeah, you shouldn't be unhappy every day. Yeah, yeah. It's time to do something about it. It's time and, to do something about and it and to hold yourself accountable for the role that you are playing or the role that you have continued to play in your unhappiness. Yes. If you continue to have a problem with setting boundaries and you know that it is a part of your unhappiness, do something about it. Mm-hmm. People are not going to say, "Hey, you should set a boundary with me because I've been crossing the line." No. <laughs> but if you are aware that it is a problem for you and right. you choose to not do anything about it, mm-hmm. you are choosing to be unhappy. Right. That's mm-hmm. a choice that you are consciously making and at that point no one can do anything about no. it. And it's a hard pill for people to swallow. It was a it's, hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean I have to take responsibility for my shit? They're like, I didn't Excuse do this. Me? Well, they keep coming with me at this. They keep requiring this of me. You keep letting them. Mm -hmm. I've heard people in relationships, well, I don't know why this person won't just leave me or why this person won't just stop doing this. You don't have any control over that person. Mm -hmm. 
you have voiced it to this person. Mm-hmm. Now it is your t- What are you going to do differently to stop this from happening? Because right. you keep holding this other person accountable and you're not holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. for getting out of it or doing something different. Yep. Yep. So take responsibility because we all contribute in one way or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there you have it. So we'll wrap this session up with please go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love yourself.